following program is a presentation of Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. The free Fox Sports app, available from Apple or Google Play. And always online at foxsportsradiocharlotte.com. It's time for the Uptown Sports Crowd. Here's Mackie Gallagher with Ben Cole. Good morning, Charlotte. And welcome to another week of the Uptown Sports Crowd. My name is Mackie Gallagher, and as always, I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Ben Cole. Ben, how was your weekend? You went up to Raleigh. I did. You, you, had, you had dinner with your mom, Nancy. Shout out, Nancy. Yeah, shout out, Nancy. Uh, how was it? It was good. We went to Ruth's Chris. I okay. was enjoying a nice steak. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Living lavish. Ruth's? Chris, and I'm assuming you had some nice steak. You watched some amazing football. And by amazing, oh, yeah. I just mean wild football mm-hmm. because yesterday none of it really made any sense. But, man, we appreciate you tuning in. Mackie Gallagher here, Ben Cole to my right. As always, we are the Uptown Sports Crowd. I'm Fox Sports Radio, Charlotte, 94.7 FM, 1660 AM. Huge thank you to our sponsor, Pro Wellness Family Chiropractic in Lincolnton. Go to them. Get your back and other body parts checked out. On Do chiropractors just do backs? They, I think they do necks, backs. Uh, they probably do, like, shoulders. Shoulders. Any joints, shoulders. Right? If you want to find out what they do, go see Robin and her team at Pro Wellness Family Chiropractic, especially if your name is Bradley Bozeman, Steve Wilkes, Deontay Foreman, Brian Burns, or Frankie Louvre. I know your back is hurting from carrying this Panther team to their playoff hopes. If your back is still hurting, go see Robin and her team at Pro Wellness Family Chiropractic. We got a fun show for you this morning. If you can probably tell, my energy is up because we have one of the most important Panther games in the city of Charlotte, North Carolina in quite some time. The NFL season is coming down to the final stretch. What teams are in, what teams are out. As Scott Hansen says on NFL Red Zone, it is the witching hour where wins <laughs> become losses and losses become wins. We're going to jump right into it because we witnessed history yesterday. Uh, We had an eight-hour day on NFL Network. It was the Minnesota Vikings versus the Indianapolis Colts. And the Minnesota Vikings, all they had to do was just beat the Matt Ryan and 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 4-8-1 Colts to clinch the NFC North for the first time in quite some time because Aaron Rodgers has just been uh, dominant in that division for a while. And it started out horribly. I mean, if you're listening to the show, you most likely like sports. So you probably already know. But the score was thirty to thirty-three to nothing at halftime, and the Vikings were losing. The Vikings were losing, and don't don't get me wrong, you are correct. They they were the Colts were not up thirty-three nothing because of Matt Ryan. It was because you know they blocked, they stopped a fourth down, they blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown. It was huge, uh, huge credits to the defense and the special teams units of the Colts. But then in the third quarter, it was thirty-six to seven. And you know me, you know Ben, we both like fantasy football. Justin Jefferson is an anchor of mine to where if he doesn't do good, nobody does good. It's like it's like a household, like growing up. It's like if your mom's not happy, no one's happy. If your mom's on a diet, everybody's on a diet. If your dad's on a diet, I'm, my dads are never on a diet. But I was sitting there in the third quarter. Justin Jefferson had like five total points. And you're like, it's over. I'm texting my friends. I'm in the championship of one league. I have them in two other leagues in the playoffs, first, second rounds. And I'm like, it was fun while it lasted. This is what (laughs) fantasy is, the heartbreak, the misery. 
And then all of a sudden, it just kept chipping away. Chip, yep. chip, chipping away. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, there's no way that they actually come back from down 36 to 7. Kirk Cousins does not have it in him. And he almost didn't have it in him multiple times. And and this was kind of funny that they were down 33 to nothing because there's always the ongoing meme that Kirk Cousins can't win a primetime game. Yes. And this counts as primetime. Oh, no, yeah. Saturday like, at yeah. 1 p.m., like, you're the only game on. Yeah. That's pretty much what primetime is. Yeah, Are you the, the only, only football game, game on? on? Yeah. No, I agree. And, and we'll get to it later, but there's another meme that Matt Ryan blew the 28-3 Super Bowl lead against the New England Patriots. And that's funny. Poor Matt Ryan. He seems like a nice guy. He played on the Falcons for quite some time, so I, by law, as a Panther fan, cannot root for him. I cannot cheer for him. I have nothing against him. But divisional rival. But divisional rival. I just, nothing against him. I just don't want to see success. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but he does seem like a great guy. Never any issues. But now he has been a part of the largest blown Super Bowl lead in and Super Bowl era, obviously. And then the largest blown lead in NFL history. NFL history. That's insane. Poor I mean, guy. Poor about, guy. Yeah, like, poor guy. Like, He's okay. down that. <laughs> I, I said I can't root for him. I think I think we're at a point to where it's just like He's gonna okay, need you, therapy. Right. I mean, we all do, but after that. Yeah. Poor Jeff Saturday, you know, everybody's, like, talking about him. It's like, why is this guy coaching? He does, He's never had a, a day of coaching on his resume in his life. And Frank Reich, uh, the uh, previous, former. yes, thank you, yeah. the uh, former head coach of the Colts, uh, he completed, at the time, the biggest comeback in NFL history. And so it's funny, you know, just flip-flopping them together. But uh, – this Vikings team, a lot of people still, after yesterday's game, they might think that they're frauds. I, they, yeah. They, they're they definitely um, overrated. Like, just take, I, it's just facts. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Vegas knows. I think that <laughs> the line on that game was like a touchdown. Yeah. Um. Yes, they're good, clearly. But you're kind of, you're delusional if you think this team is like a legitimate contender. See, I'm going to say that they are a contender this year because although I don't think they might not be like the top four or five team in the playoffs in terms of what they can actually do or talent, they ha- I think they have one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the game. Oh, yeah. You have Dalvin Cook, who can obviously turn it on at any time, as you saw, but he, he is known to have some bad games. He is known to get off the slow starts. And Kirk Cousins at the quarterback position – can be a big liability because he can Kirk Cousins he can, can sling re- it. He can sling it. He can play well or he can play really bad. Yesterday we just got, got lucky both. and saw both yeah. exactly. But with the Vikings, and this is how I felt with the Jared Goff Rams. I think the I think the team itself is a very good team, especially the offense. It's just can the quarterback get it done? Yeah, and and that's why I like that golf uh, Stafford trade because I felt the opposite with the Lions. I've always been a big Stafford guy, even though like this year you know he's hurt and has not been playing well. But I thought Stafford was really good, and he just didn't have a good offense around him. You know, minus Megatron during those years. Um, so I thought the switch was perfect. And Jared Goff has been doing very well in uh, Detroit. But the Vikings, the thing that I think makes them a contender this year is they have the most fourth quarter comebacks. They have the most comeback wins. This year, and yes. that, that's not that's not. Yes, they find ways to win. That is a yeah. very good characteristic of a of a yeah. football. And I'm team not saying because I agree because I'm not saying like because they do that is because they're good, but it, as a playoff team, as a contender, as you just said, it's very good for a team to be down 
and then still find ways to win because that's what playoff football is. It's not all it's not all roses. It's not all waterfalls and blissfulness. No, is but blissfulness the word? We'll Google that later. They lost forty to three to the Cowboys. That's what I'm saying. Like that's it's so their their defense is a their defense is the red flag, in yes. my opinion. You said can Kirk get it done? That is a big factor in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of course he has to, you know, play well and make good decisions. But their defense is the red flag. You cannot be a legit Super Bowl contender giving up 30 points a game. Mm-hmm. You can't win a shootout every time. And that's what I'm saying. Yes, you you came back from 33 nothing against the Colts. But it's the Colts. It is the Colts. And you gave up 33 points to the Colts in the first half. Now, on the defenses, to, to side with their defense, some of those were because of, you know, special team failures on yes. the Viking side. Yes. And, but uh, that's still, I mean— you got to be a well-rounded team. You, I mean, yeah, but special teams, you can't be blaming on defense. But also, to your point, yesterday, well, in though. fantasy, defense and special teams <laughs> are, together. are the same. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Like, do, do special team defenses in fantasy? I, I meant to look this up, but then, you know, like normal, I forgot. Do special team scores in fantasy count against the opposing defense? Uh, No. Okay, good. No. But to your point with the Vikings and the defense, to get – in that position as the Minnesota defense and be down 33 nothing at halftime, 36 to 7 in the third quarter, and you play a whole half of lights out football. You know, they scored a field goal there for the Colts' first possession of the uh of the uh third quarter. And then they didn't let up a single point since. A bunch of three and outs. Because you gotta think, not not only did the Vikings come back and score all these points in the second half to retake the lead or tie the game and eventually win in overtime. But you have to get these guys off the field, and I'm saying these guys as the Colts, off the field quick to give your offense time. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I thought the defense played very well because it's one of those games to where we all see games like this. All of our teams have had games like this to where the first quarter you know what kind of game is going to be. I, I In recent history, I can't imagine a game to where the Panthers would be down 33 nothing at halftime, and then we would put up a fight like that. To your point with losing 40-3 to to Dallas, Dallas defense is known as one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, defenses win games, going back to last <laughs> week. Uh, not going to get into that. But did, uh, uh, How did defense fare in that game yesterday? 33-point comeback? 33. Can you come back? Can you have a comeback win without an <laughs> offense? You can't have a comeback win without a defense to stop the people who are. That's what I'm saying. We're gonna go in circles, Ben. We're gonna go in circles. We'll discuss this in therapy. But, uh, but also, if you like, and that's how weird this NFL season has been because Cowboys beat the Vikings forty to three, and then they have to take pretty much the whole game to barely get past the Texans, the mm-hmm. one eleven and one Texans. No, football's and weird. So, it's so weird, and it's just it's it's week by week. And that's how that's why fantasy playoffs are terrifying. Not really as terrifying as real playoffs, but playoffs are terrifying because one all you have to do is get into the postseason. Once you're in there, it's a whole other season. It's just week by week, day by day. Man, but no, you're right. I just it's hard for me to see this Vikings team winning more than one game in the playoffs. Legitimately. They have a chance to uh, you know, try to get home field advantage through to where the, and that would be huge. The, oh, that would be huge, but, um, especially for Kirk Cousins, who obviously struggles. Thrives at home. Uh, yeah, struggles on the road, thrives at home. And, uh, like, I know it's a huge thing for, you know, professional athletes to be able to block out noise and block out distractions and all that stuff. But I give credit to players who actually do that on, like, such a high level to where they, like, no matter what environment they go in, no matter what is surrounding the game, they just get it done. 
I get distracted on everything. Yeah. Everything. And so for people to like, you know, as you're running out, uh, and like as as fans, I I don't think fans should ever be like per like there are sometimes you hear fans and it's like a little crazy, like what they're saying. Oh yeah. But like running out, having stuff thrown at you, cursing at you, saying crazy things. You have the media just constantly would, talking that way. Like, I would legit turn into like Draymond. I would be right? like, uh yeah, that guy, third row. No, I would too. Yeah, yeah, kick him out. There, there, <laughs> there are limitations. But uh but you know, going through Having the playoff road come through your place is a huge, it's a huge, huge X factor in what you and how you can succeed in the playoffs. And Minnesota has a great fan base. U.S. Bank Stadium is amazing. We, you know, uh, you heard the skull when they were doing it. Like, I'm surprised that fans stayed stayed for the whole game. Uh, I always say we're staying to at least the fourth quarter. We got to see what the game is like in the fourth quarter because you never know what could happen. If it was 33, 36, nothing in the fourth quarter, yeah, let's go home. But like with three minutes left in the third quarter, it's like 36 to 21. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like two stops and a field goal and a score alone will make it a game. One more score will make it a game. I will say, I, I don't know. I think if I'm at that game and it's 33, nothing at half, I'm leaving at half. Really? Definitely. But also, on the contrary, if I'm a Vikings fan and I recognize we are playing the Colts, mm-hmm. I, I I think there's a chance. So maybe I give it yeah. some more time. And it was also to Quincy NFC North. And my thing with these games is I'm this is just like a personal thing with me. I'm sure other people are like this, but I'm huge and wanting to watch something that's just spectacular and be able to say that I watched it live. Like, I didn't, like, hear about it on Twitter, like, an hour later, just keep up with it. Like, I want to be able, like, if it was a game like that, if I was a Vikings fan and my friends wanted to leave at 33 nothing, And you and convinced then I them left, to stay. Yeah, or I convinced them to stay and we watched that and I'll just be staring at them the whole time. Yeah. Or I left and then I see what happened, I would absolutely be miserable. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a personal thing with me. That's why I always try to wait till the last possible second or the last possible time to leave. To make sure that's like, okay, if I do leave, it is the right call. Even basketball. I remember we were at a preseason game mm-hmm. for the Hornets, and we were down like seven with like two minutes left. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, all right, no, 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 Ben, stay, stay. You're like, no, the game's over. I was like, no, but come on. Like, what if something crazy happens? You're like, it's preseason. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's funny because I feel the same way, especially with hockey. Oh, of course. Like one of the first games I ever went to, it was a Hurricanes-Panthers game when I was little. And I went with my dad and brother. And they were down, Canes were down two goals, like, four minutes ago. Mm-hmm. My, my dad and brother were like, yeah, let's go, let's go. I was the only one that wanted to stay. I was like, there's like four minutes left, let's just watch the game at this point. And that's um, like, what, like yeah. traffic, yeah, traffic's like, going to be the same, dude. Who cares? Dude. Who, cares? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Um, but we're walking out, and uh, we get in the car, and as soon as we get in the car, we hear a goal horn. And then Ooh. we're like, hmm. And then my dad turns on the game on the radio. At this point, I'm like, like we can't just go back in. Like, yeah. we, they only play the goal horn if the Hurricanes go. <laughs> right. But uh, we turn on the radio, and they're like, Eric Stahl cuts the lead to one. It was like two one, I think. Then he still steeps, keeps driving away. Like 30 seconds later, Eric Stahl scores again, ties it. Canes win in overtime. Ooh. And I'm just like, yeah, I would I'm be, not... I would be irrationally angry. No, since then it's like I, if it is close, like it, 33 to nothing is a, you know, that's yeah. a. That's you, a still, you still have a whole half, though, yes, and that's exactly. my thing. But if it's even like a one-two goal game, if in basketball, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, if it's like seven and down to the wire, I'll, 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 anything yeah. can happen. Anything can anything happen. Can and do you want to be that guy that you just see a Twitter update or you see a score update from ESPN and you're like, and then you see videos of your friends who might be at the game on Snapchat going crazy off a of buzzer beater. And then, you, but thank gosh you got Homer and we beat the traffic. <laughs> beat the traffic, yeah, man. 
Another thing I want to talk about this Ravens game, or not this Ravens, excuse me, this Vikings-Colts game. Don't want to harp too much on it, but I will say personally, that is a top three worst officiated game I've ever seen in my life. I have uh, heard similar things. A couple things that stand out. The Vikings were robbed of two touchdowns. Uh, One of them, uh, the running back for the Colts, was hit immediately, just got to the line of scrimmage, just like any other run, was hit, ball immediately comes out. Scooped up by the Vikings, and this was right after halftime. So, like, this is these are Big momentum, momentum swing, yeah. Uh, and that's what's great. And that's another thing watching this game, watching every play of the Vikings uh Colts game yesterday. The fact that they still came back with all of these officiating errors that happened the adversity, the adversity they came back. Uh, when they got a fumble called back because a, a referee said that the guy was down when he got hit, like, it was right when he hit the pile, like, mm, this like, man that's... is standing up running. And so they, uh, Kevin O'Connell challenges the play, but you can only challenge if it's a fumble, if it's a fumble or not. Not the continuation, exactly. Which I don't get because what's the point? Like that's why guys go and pick up the ball immediately if yes. there is like a questionable fumble call because that you have that in place where it's mm-hmm. like there's an immediate recovery and return. Yeah, you know whatever. And and there's, that's always been. And I have been seeing more of the refs letting stuff play out. I am always. Okay with that. Yeah, because go fix it later. Go fix it later in your view. Because all scoring plays are reviewed no matter what. Yeah. So if they pick something up and it gets but that that was a huge issue. There was a Jalen Rieger punt return once again in the third quarter. Like a huge momentum uh uh, switch for the Vikings. And they called a legal hands to the face. It wasn't a touchdown, but it was a 50-yard uh, return that got them all the way to the uh Colts 30, 35 yard one. They show the replay, no hands to the face. Another fumble they called dead. Like it's just. But then you can't review the penalties. You and, can't and, overturn and that's where, penalties. And I don't want it to be robotic referees or whatever. Like the, the MLB is kind of thinking of you know more automation with umpiring and in uh, baseball. Uh, there, but it's when and when you watch soccer, when you watch the World Cup, you know they have this they have this technology with offsides. They have oh, this yeah. offside to where <laughs> you can see. offside thing yeah, is so dumb. To where you can see a pinky cross it. Yeah. But with football, it's let's bring a chain out. Let's, <laughs> let's have three guys bring <laughs> like a chain. Like it's a medieval time. <laughs> right? Get the chain. No, but it gets to a point, And then it gets to a point to where how much power can these referees have? They have all of it, obviously. But And I think back really to last year's Super Bowl. The Rams versus the Bengals. Because there was one specific play. Because the whole game, I'm tired of games being called by stupid, late pass interference calls. And the whole game, they were letting them play. There was a lot of contact. And I was a huge fan of it. And then at the very end of the game, on third or fourth down, they called the weakest pass interference call of the game that eventually gives Matthew Stafford three more tries from the goal line, and they score. And I wanted Stafford to win that Super Bowl, but I felt so bad for the Bengals. Yeah, and it sucks just watching offenses take advantage of it, too. Yes. Like, they'll just throw balls up in situations like that, knowing that, you know, you got, like, a 40% chance of getting a P.I. call. So Even the Bills did that yesterday to get yeah. close with the Tower Bass no, uh, field goal. it's just frustrating. It was like, you should not call pass interference on underthrown balls. The whole point about no. that specific yeah. play it's yesterday. it's uncatchable. Yeah, it's uncatchable. It's just, but the defender didn't turn his head around. If he turned his head around, the receiver was looking at the ball he wasn't going to catch it yeah but no but, the, the officiating yesterday just it infuriated me yeah so like and i'm not I, even a vikings or colts fan no yeah it's just the game in general it yeah. also it disrupts the flow football is already like a you know stop and start mm-hmm. sport you know it's and just let it go but I, that brings me to a question like at this point do you just so you don't want robotic yeah rest. that's i don't, so at this I don't point, know what like the you don't is. want to review every play like you don't want every play reviewable 
for you? Here's, uh, or do we regress and just like go back to no rules? <laughs> that is true. Because I don't or want I it. don't want every play to be reviewed. But there has to be something with game changing calls that can be reviewed at a certain time. You know, it's not it's under this time frame it can't be reviewed. So these dumb. these certain calls these referees make cannot be reviewed. I don't really get that. Like it's I'm trying to They think. need I don't know what the like the control room looks like. I said but they the need, they, they, they need, need a third a, party. They yeah. need like a room of like 20 of them. Like like NASA. Yeah. Like when they're trying to bring a space shuttle home. <laughs> yeah. And they just need to be constantly looking at these monitors and these mm-hmm. angles and just know what the call is before, like, we even have to do the whole review process. Yeah. So that way the game can just continue. And, you know, you think with that, that many people, you'll get it right. Yeah. I don't know. That's right, because I don't know what the fix is. So I'm going to be that guy who just complains and not offers solutions. <laughs> but I, I don't know what the fix is, but it's one of those things, like, why can some certain calls be reviewed why can't other ones be reviewed and i think my biggest my biggest pet peeve is really just the fact that it can be nothing all game and then at the very end you can just throw a pass interference flag yep. and you can't and one challenge it. yeah yep. final one penalty thing can change the game and final thing i want to say about yesterday's game you know bill's dolphins was a shootout shout out to the two- blizzard bowl yeah shout out to two in miami for playing as well as they did in that weather yeah i wanted to give a shout out give credit to mike mcdaniel first of all I love him as a coach. Yeah, no, he's, he is funny. I, he's, he's where he's supposed to be. He connects with his players, but, you know, people were giving the Dolphins, you know, some heat. They were kind of joking around with them because they hadn't played in, like, anything over 50 degrees yeah, They or had something. heaters in L.A. They had heaters in L.A., that's right, <laughs> when it was, like, 50 degrees on the sideline. And then they had to go up to Buffalo uh, yesterday, and Mike McDaniels pra- in practice this week was wearing a T-shirt that said, I wish it was colder. <laughs> right. And that's just so funny. And yeah. then they go up there and, you know, almost win. Almost win. I mean, it came down to the very last second. Yeah. Field goal, 29-29. Yeah. So, Bills clinched the division the AFC East with that win. Dolphins still have a chance to make the playoffs as a wild card. And then the final thing I want to talk about yesterday's three games were the Browns versus Baltimore, or Browns versus uh, Ravens. Uh, Justin Tucker missed two field goals. Granted, one was blocked, but still, I think yeah. we're talking about first time he's, a he's missed two field goals since 2018 in I the know. same game yeah. i know lost 13 to 3 Ooh. good day of football yesterday this is the uptown sports ground i'm Mackie gallagher that's ben cole we'll be right back when we come back we're going to talk about the main part of the show that's the carolina panthers huge upset over the seattle seahawks big game against the pittsburgh steelers don't go anywhere this is the uptown sports ground on fox sports radio charlotte And now back to more of the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte 94.7. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. It's the Uptown Sports Crowd. On Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. 947 FM 1660 AM if you want to tune in live. On Sunday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. If you miss the show from 9 to 10 a.m. because you're asleep, as you should be, Sunday is the day of rest. We have our show available via podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, wherever you get your wherever you get your podcast. You can find us. Just search the Uptown Sports Crowd. My name is Mackie Gallagher. I am joined by the handsome as ever Ben Cole. Uh, we just got Aww. done talking about. 
about the uh, the football games yesterday. Uh, we're going to talk about some Panthers, uh, Steelers, some Panthers, Seahawks. Ha! Um, <laughs> can we get a can we get a winner's growl? That was good. Gosh, I'm good. <laughs> okay, man, it's my whole personality now. I'm here for it. You know, I was I was. We'll save that for another day. Well, I'll leave you in suspense. But no, the uh, Panthers had a great game against the Seahawks. I was trying to think. There was one more thing I wanted to say. I mean, of course, we were sponsored by Pro Wellness Family Chiropractic. It was it was a question I wanted to ask Ben, but I can't. Maybe it'll come to you. It, maybe it will come to me. Real quick. Okay, sorry. When you texted me yesterday, <laughs> I just wanted to ask if you remember this. When you texted me yesterday, this is not Panther Steelers related, uh, and you said you were getting dinner with your mom. I told her to say what's up. Uh, I told you to tell her I said what's up from me. And I remembered, I thought back to the first time you ever met my mom. Uh-huh. And it was when you uh, you were still living in Boone, and it was when you came back to my house in Salisbury. I had some friends over for my birthday, and we were playing beer pong in the garage. Uh-huh. And my mom came out, and she was like, hi, guys. Oh, yeah, and she's like, what's this? Yeah, yeah. and every, everybody was like, hey, Mrs. Gallagher, you're playing poker. We're running the beer pong table. Uh, and she was like, what's this? And we're like, it's beer pong, Mom. She's like, oh, I've seen this. And I'm like, oh, my God. She's like, can I play? And I said, uh, sure. She, she also hates my impression of her. Um, and so it's me and you, and it's versus, like, my friend Ryan and my mom. And we get first shots. I hit one, or one of us hit one, because I just know I didn't. We didn't have to do the naked lap, because one cup's to the side. My mom shoots. <laughs> Listeners of the Uptown Sports crowd, if you're a Drake and Josh fan and you've seen that pool episode where Drake uses Josh to hustle people in pool, this is, I swear, what my mother was doing to me, <laughs> because she hits one cup and first then, like, one. immediately. And, uh, yeah, and we're like, woo! Good job, Joan. Good job, Joan Gallagher. And then as I am taking that cup from the triangle of Pong, I'm taking it, moving it to the side to get it out of the way. Ball is still in this freaking cup. It's in my hand. My mom shoots and makes the cup that is in my hand as I am moving it. Ends the game. One turn. Ends the game. Thank God. That I we hit a cup because yeah. I if I if I'd have had to do the naked whap, it was at my house, so house rules, so I would have said no. But if I had to do that because my mom beat me, dude, I'm like, and then she just said, Oh, that was so fun. Okay, y'all have fun. Bye. And just left. <laughs> On his birthday. She just walked out. And I, I still think I, t- I t- bring that up with my mom every single time I see her. I still think that's one of the funniest stories that my mom is low key a beer pong prodigy. No, it was great how she just so nonchalant walking in like, oh, oh, I've seen this. <laughs> I've seen this. I played this on. I played this on the iPhone. <laughs> Man, okay, that was it. That's it. I just thought that was a funny story. Mom, shout out Joan. Shout out Nancy. Moms of the Uptown Sports crowd. The Uptown Sports moms. All right. <laughs> Steelers, Panthers is a huge game because yeah. we we talked about and what's funny, we gotta bring this up, is we made our podcast episode because you know the Saints did not beat the uh Bucks a couple of weeks ago on Monday night. And that really hurt the that, Panthers playoff chances. That hurt the Panthers playoff chances. And like Ben's a Giants fan, but he wants to see the Panthers succeed. At yeah. least I'm if I'm putting words in your mouth, leave them in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> I'm a huge Panther fan. I was not really expecting the Panthers to go out in Seattle and beat Seattle, especially not in the fashion that they did it with the dominance that they showed mm-hmm. on the run game. But after they win, 
we go back and look at what we named our podcast for that week, and it was, what was it, Panthers, Playoffs, Possibility, Plummets? Yeah, Panthers, Playoff, Possibility, Plummets, because we like an alliteration. Yeah, we, we do uh, love alliteration. Yeah. But, like, and, like, Plummet was mainly for the alliteration. <laughs> yeah. But, like, no, the Panthers' Playoffs were hurt. No, yeah, it, they dropped tremendously they when the Saints didn't the, beat the Bucks. They went into the Seattle Seahawks, Lumen Field, one of the most hostile environments in the NFL. Where they were 7-5. The, where the stadium is literally designed, designed. to keep sound in the, on the field. There's a sports science episode about it. And then they just dominated. They dominated. Yes. That was the first Panthers win against the Seahawks in, like, four, four matches, four games. The Seahawks have always had our number. <laughs> but then the Panthers came over and they went, Row. man. And now they have hope. Now they have hope because what can happen to make the playoffs? The Panthers, all they got to do is win out. All they have to do is win out. That might seem like a task that they cannot do. But listen to me, people. The Panthers have the fourth easiest schedule to end the 2022 NFL season when it comes to win percentage of their opponents. And if you're unsure, it starts with the Steelers today. Steelers. Huge game at home. And who's win. starting? Mitch Trubisky. If if, if you can't beat Trubisky, <clears throat> I mean, it Mitch is like Sam Trubisky. Darnold versus Mitch Trubisky. It's like a mid-off. But, hey, hey, Sam Darnold has been upper mid-class. He's been upper middle class, man. (laughs) Upper mid-class. Mitch Trubisky has been just mid. But the Panthers control their own destiny. They do. They uh, have the Steelers at home. Today. Today. Next week, at home against the Lions. Roar. Very winnable. Then they travel on the road to play the Bucs. That's probably going to be the hardest one. And then they finish the year. Uh, on the road against the Saints. And no matter how bad either of those two, two teams are, I get nervous. They can be anything. Divisional exactly. games. You never know what's going to happen. you're playing Tom Brady in the Bucks. So you're playing I mean, Tom Brady in the Bucks. Tom Brady does not want to miss the playoffs. And they blew him out earlier this season, the 21-3. Yeah. But that's what saying. But Tom Brady, he remembers that. And he and you're going against Tom Brady when you are both are fighting for that home playoff game. You're going up against divorced Tom Brady, who has something to prove. <laughs> who has something to prove. Man is going home to emptiness. <laughs> If he loses, all he does is go home and sits in his empty marble home, and he's like, what did I do? <laughs> watch his film. Watch his film. Like that Bo Burnham episode from Inside where he's in a dark room by himself watching his like YouTube videos from 2012, just staring there all depressed. But no, the the, the Steelers, it's, lines make me nervous because defense is eh, but the offense is good. I tried to think of like something that rhymes with eh. Steelers offense? No, Lions. Oh, I'm just like going down the list. Divisional games are up in the air. Like, I don't care how the teams are doing. Divisional games are like, I don't even try to predict those. But Steelers, this game, I don't want to jinx it. I expect a certain outcome that I hope to see. (laughs) I I expect the Panthers to win, but it will be interesting because this team in particular hasn't had a real test because they haven't really been good or had a chance to make the playoffs yeah they're in a unique situation now with some of these no, young definitely. guys where it's like this is a make or break game mm-hmm. oh 100 how will you respond to the call when you know it's on the line now granted if say the panthers don't come out on top today and then like the bucks lose two in a row like there there yeah, are they, still yeah. some but the way the season is projecting right now they need to win out mm-hmm. Steelers are not that good no but once again i have seen enough football in my life to know that anybody can play on any given week Mm-hmm. 
The defense has been doing tremendously. And going going back to let's let's review the Seahawks Panther game because everything that the Panthers need to do against the Steelers is exactly what they have been doing. Mm-hmm. The dominant run game, 223 yards rushing last week against the Seattle defense. And last week on the show, I said, what do they need to do? Not turn the ball over and establish a run game against the 31st, most likely now 32nd ranked run defense in the NFL. Going into that game, the Seahawks were giving up 155 rushing yards a game. And as you can see, the Panthers got 223. Deontay Foreman had 74. Chuba Hubbard had 70-plus with a touchdown. Uh, even uh, Blackshear, third string, was able to get into the end zone. It's like that old App State football where just, just every running, running back, back in the by rotation committee. is just, yeah. It's just running it down their throat, and that's mm-hmm. what it was. And uh, throughout the week after the game, you could see like ESPN, Dan Orlovsky, NFL Network breaking down how just clinical of a drive that final drive was, taking seven minutes off the clock, averaging a little over four yards a carry, one pass play, and with Sam Darnold, I'm seeing I'm seeing tweets, I'm seeing my friends tweet about how bad Sam Darnold is playing. This is the best Sam Darnold has played for the Panthers <laughs> because true. all he needs to do is not turn the ball over. I was about to say. The keys to this game, make good decisions. Yes. Sam Darnold. I mean, obviously the team as a whole needs to show up and do their part because mm-hmm. um, this will most likely be a very tight game. You know, both teams are 5-8. and eight. Um, One play can be the deciding factor, mm-hmm. so just be smart. But I'm glad you mentioned the time and Dan Orlovsky breaking down that Seahawks game because do what's been working. Control yes. the time of possession. Run the ball down their throats. Shut down the teams. Suck the life out of them, and then while you're doing that, you keep your defense fresh because mm-hmm. your defense is just resting. Yeah, I mean it's just. And this team thrives system. when the defense yes. is thriving. That, that that has always been the number one thing with the Panthers, dating back to 1995 when they made it to the NFC Championship in 2000 or 1996, the Super Bowl in 2003, and uh oh, 2003. What do they have with the great defense? Freaking Stephen Davis and Deshaun Foster, another great running game. And then of course you got Steve Smith and you have Moose and Muhammad. But who is the quarterback? God bless this man, love him to death, Jake, Jake Delhomme. Like like Jake Delhomme. You gotta just. You just got to play with what you have. You got to trust. Like, And Sam Donald's first game back, he was dropping dimes to DJ Moore. He was. Once again. He had something to prove. No, once again, Sam Darnold will either throw a pick in the four defenders or place the greatest thrown ball you've seen by a Panther quarterback in three years. But with the Panthers right now, with Sam Darnold, with this run game, with Steve Wilkes and what he is instilling in this locker room. I don't know if I use that word correctly. We'll go past it quickly. Steve Wilkes. <laughs> has established, and he said this in a post-game press conference, he has established that the Panthers this year don't lose at home. They might have lost a game or two. They lost to the Browns they at home. They play well at home. But they play well at home, which is that. And keep in mind, oh, that's another thing I got to bring up. The Seahawks game. The Panthers came out of Seattle victorious. They left the Pacific Northwest victorious. That was their first away when, since, like, the Cardinals last year, right? Since November of 2021. <laughs> a full calendar year. Wow. More than, right? More than a full calendar year. About a month more. You know how crazy Jeez. that is? And, and Steve Wilkes, he was a defensive coordinator when the Panthers, you know, went to the playoffs 2013, won the division 2013, 2015, the first time an NFC South team has won the division in multiple years. This division, whether all the teams are crappy or all the teams are good, this division has always been competitive. 
Steve Wilkes really has that locker room buying into him. Me personally, right now. You want him head coach? Oh, you? yes. That interim tag needs to be taken off. If if anybody else is na- You have a man who has a history in Carolina. He has clearly brought Carolina back to its roots with a defense run game. Everything else will follow. 46 yards rushing the Seahawks had. The Seahawks aren't the best rushing team. They got Kenneth Walker, though. Yeah. He's been having a stellar season. You held an NFL team, a 7-5 and five NFL team who was fighting for a playoff spot, who eventually lost it last week on, or this week on Thursday to the 49ers, to 46 rushing yards, 241 passing yards, 287 total yards. Seahawks, 287 yeah. total yards. And the Panthers at 223 rushing yards. No, and it's because they controlled the game. Their defense was fresh. Look at the play discrepancy there. The Panthers had 20 more plays than the Seahawks. Yeah, 24 first downs for the Panthers, 16 for the Seahawks. Time of possession, 39 minutes opposed to the Seahawks, 20. J.C. Horn, I, I need to show you this video. I don't know if you saw me retweet it, but his first interception he covered two routes and picked off geno smith by going back and cutting off dk metcalf like i need to i need to pull up that video yeah yeah but like he he covered like eight yards in a second Mm -hmm. jc horn has allowed the low he has allowed the lowest passer rating in coverage this season second below him is james bradbury who once again former panther and Uh, great pick i mean i know people were upset about no jc horn as getting him as soon as you did but Justin Fields has three wins. Yeah. He's a good quarterback. He most likely, granted, the team around him is not good. But it's like, do you think he would just make this Panthers team, like, (laughs) have a winning record? No. No, he would not. And, And another thing this year that we cannot let go under the radar, this offensive line. My goodness. Icky Aquanu, a rookie, has not let up a sack. Since, like, week two, right? Week two. It's incredible. Bradley Bozeman came in at center. He is anchoring this. Taylor Moten, we have the franchise right tackle with Taylor Moten. We have the franchise left tackle with Iki Iquanu. We need to re-sign Bradley Bozeman immediately. Austin Corbett. And then you have Brady Christians, and you have other guys rotating in throughout the interior offensive line. I mean, and, and we are seeing it with the run game. And it's very rare that you see a trade become an immediate and I'm saying immediate win-win in the first game since the trade this season this could you know later on in the future it couldn't bite bite a team in the butt but a win-win with McCaffrey if you would have told me last year that Panthers traded McCaffrey and it would be a win-win for both teams I would have laughed in your face yeah I knew that the Panthers weren't getting a first round pick once he went down again that that was just out the door I'm happy for McCaffrey he's now in the postseason with the 49ers 49ers are 7-0 with McCaffrey Panthers are now control their destiny to the playoffs. But I will say watching that Seahawk game last week was probably the happiest I've ever been as a Panther fan in quite some time, in years, probably since 2019. It was a big win. It was a big win. I mean, and there have been a few games. And if the, if Steve Wilkes wins one more game, and like if he wins today, he would have five wins this season after becoming the coach with a 1-5 and five record after Matt Rule was fired. Matt Rule has – I've said this every week, but I'm going to keep saying it. Matt Rule has five wins in each of his two full seasons with Carolina. And Steve Wilkes is about to tie that coming in late. He's in week six. He's a football guy. Week seven, technically, 1-5. Yeah. He's a football guy. 
you can tell the locker rooms around them. The players love them. Immediately, they said Panther football is going back to what it needs to be, which is defense, run game, everything else follows. Sam Donald right now, it's not like he's playing for a three-year contract extension with the Panthers. I hope not. But all he needs to do is just take care of the ball. They did not turn the—he has not had a turnover in the last two games. And that's and all you need. They're 2-0. That's all and you need. Just protect the football. He's throwing the ball away when he rolls out of the pocket. I would rather it be third and 11 and you throw it away and, and the Panthers punt than you just throw a pick or you fumble by trying to force Definitely. something because the defense is showing that they can get stopped. And speaking of which, he has a chance, Sam Darnold has a chance to really buy back this love from the Panthers franchise oh, yeah. and community. He if already he has it right now. Some, he does. And why? Because he's making good decisions. He's making good decisions. We don't anything. need you to throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns every game. We just need you to not turn the ball over. No, and this, and granted, last last year that he didn't have as much of a complete team around him. It's we true. didn't have the power running. We didn't have the offensive line. The offensive line, line is the And the offensive thing. line is probably the biggest improvement of because when you have the great offensive line, the run game follows. And if you have time in the pocket, any receiver is going to be able to get open eventually. 100%. It's just too hard to – to defend. It's just great finally seeing the offensive line come together when that has been such a huge issue for over a decade. You know, we had little pieces, but it was just and uh so just shout out to I, I, I think Scott Fitterer has been a terrific GM. That's my personal I don't I have not seen many moves that he has done in free agency or in the draft that has come back to bite the Panthers in the butt. I mean, look, JC Horn, Icky, free agency, you get uh Bozeman, you get Deontay Foreman. Those those four guys right there have made probably the most immediate impact on the team this season. I agree. Uh, and the Steelers, you know, they're, they're bottom of the pack in offense. They're bottom of the pack in defense. They're, they're like 27th in the league in rush defense. There's, there's really no reason why the Panthers shouldn't be able to control this game and win. Yeah, yeah they just control the game. Just control it. Uh, get in the backfield. The offensive line is not good. You see what Mitch Trubisky does when he gets, when he gets uh, uh, frazzled. Yeah. I about said flattered. What? <laughs> Get in the backfield and just compliment him on his uniform. <laughs> just say he smells nice. You like his cologne. But uh, I'm excited for this game. It's going to be probably like 60, 40 Steelers fans at the game. It's going to be yeah. cold. Me and you are both going to the game with our friend Peyton and uh, her little brother Paxton. This will be Benny Boys. This is your first NFL game. It feels like a crime that it's my first NFL game. Yeah, it game. does. I'm kind of disappointed. I know. Me why too. Is that, I mean, like, why I've do you think that is so a... many college football games. So many. I know, would you say that you're a bigger Florida State fan than Giants fan? Like, it's yes. okay to say that yes. you're big fans of both, but yeah, I'm you definitely do. bigger Florida State fan. So that's probably why you like. A, that's probably why you like uh, watching. Because I've seen both of them win championships. Like, mm-hmm. I got to go to the Auburn-Florida State game um, when FSU came back and won that game, 34-31, crazy game. And then I got to see both Super Bowls the Giants won. Granted, I was much, well, actually it was about the same age. But I got to see both Super Bowls the Giants won. And that Florida State game, granted, I was there. Yeah. But Still the like emotions, the best atmosphere. just the atmosphere and everything, it was insane. And that's, that's nice. Yeah. And, and I will say, like, I think with it being college football too, like Florida State has that expectation, that standard of just being so good. And with this is the one thing, you know, with college football I don't like. Um, it's gotten better with the playoff, but you lose one game and it's like, up, oh, season's over. Or, you know, if you're a good team, like if you're a Florida State, you lose one game and it's like, up, oh, there goes uh, any chance of a championship. But so I think I just care more yeah. in, in the moment. Yeah, but whereas I'm watching is- a Giants game and we're you know zero and five to start the season, and then it's like, oh, we're zero and six. Ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I, I'm excited for it. I love uh, I love NFL games. That has been I see. I never went to college games up until uh, 
I went to App. Yeah, and that's crazy to me. The only college football games I ever went to was Catawba College in Salisbury, North Carolina. <laughs> um, and those games were fun, but no, I never. And that's the biggest. Uh, and I will say, the the greatest atmosphere I think I've been in. I love all sports. I've been to the first. I've been to the first Hornets playoff game in uh, quite some time in 2015 when we played the Heat. Uh, game three, where they won, Frank Kaminsky dropped 20 points. Still, will forever be a fan baffling. for that. But baffling, but like, he he spazzed. Um, I've been to multiple Panther playoff games. I've been to some. I've been to a lot of Panther primetime games. But the best atmosphere I've ever been in was college football, and it was Penn State versus App State up in uh, what is it called? What do you call Penn State? It's not Death Valley. It's uh, Happy Valley. Happy Valley. Happy Valley. Uh, nicest fans I've ever met, to be honest. We pulled up uh, into the tailgate lot. We had our App State stuff. We were there covering it for the college. They were station, smart. WSU. They were they were playing the respectful game because they knew, you know, they're playing App State. If if that's you, what if they you, said. If you talk crap and then lose, you look like an idiot. No, and that's but if you're nice mean. and you lose, yeah, and like, all right, they, they were, were nice. Off, they were offering us food, free drinks. Uh, they kept saying because they were like, y'all, y'all beat Michigan back in the day. Like, and they kept saying, <laughs> they said like, we know you're for real. Like they and. I th- 105,000 people were in that stadium. The lo- the most people I've ever seen in one place. The loudest place I've ever been in. And I will always have respect for Penn State fans. Uh, I'm sure Ohio State fans and Michigan fans are probably listening to this and be like, oh my gosh, you are just ugh. But I will always have respect because after the game, when the App State was running off the field, they all gave a standing ovation. Oh, like wow. for App State, like looking down at the tunnel because App State was down twenty eight to ten in the fourth quarter and then took the lead thirty five to twenty eight. Should have won the game and then lost forty five yeah. to thirty eight in the uh, in overtime. But that's yeah. great. Like think about that first game of the season in front of one hundred and five thousand people. You're down twenty eight to ten, and then you take the lead thirty five twenty eight, and then Trace McSorley comes back and uh, scores like with one minute left. But no, college football atmosphere is crazy. I'm su- I'm very happy that I get to go with you for your first NFL game. Shout out to Peyton for inviting us with these extra tickets. It's going to be a little chilly. Uh you're going to see how Steelers fans travel. It's actually quite fascinating. I like because it's I It's going to be a mob. It's going to like cuz I do wish do you ever see stuff with other teams and you're like, oh, I wish this fan base did it? Like, you see teams like, we sing Sweet Caroline if the Panthers win, but like, yeah. Original. Yeah, that's the same. Uh, you have, <laughs> and, and that's how, like, I like Sweet Caroline, but like, that's always been a Red Sox thing too. Yeah. And, and just like a sports thing. And I feel sport. like it plays at every sport exactly. I go to now. But like, when, but then when I see teams winning, they have like their own song, like, like, oh, Eagles fans, but they have Fly I, Eagles Fly. I really like. And I know hockey, I'm annoying, but I really like how hockey teams have goal songs. Mm-hmm. Like the Blackhawks goal song is Chelsea Dagger. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that. Yeah. Like it's just so good. And you score and everyone's singing the same song, stuff like that. Yeah. But no, yeah. No, they, but I'm with you. But, uh, I agree. But Steelers fans, they come out in numbers. And I like I said, it. and it's, they've always traveled well. I went to a Sunday night game like my senior year, like 2014, my senior year of high school. And uh, I was like, when the Steelers went out on the field, the amount of towels that you see flying, and it's always been an issue with Panthers or I, I don't know, I'll say Panthers, I'll say Bank of America in Charlotte uh, as having away fans at the game. And uh, I was in Walmart in Salisbury finishing up some uh, Christmas shopping yesterday, and I saw a guy wearing a Vikings uh, shirt. 
uh, and I was like, man, what a crazy game. And he's like, dude, I didn't even watch it because like I saw that we were down so qu- so much. And then my wife uh, sent me a clip, and he said on the YouTube, and I just thought that was funny. He said, I just uh, on the YouTube thing, and I watched the highlights, and I could not believe we won. And I was like, see, I'm like, I'm a huge Panther fan, but I, I just love good football, and like I'm very happy for the Vikings. That was a crazy win. Like they deserve, because I do think they deserve to win that division, and they should not. They should have been able to clinch it against the Colts. And he said, well, I'm also a Panther fan too, but I've been watching the Vikings since I was seven and that's the thing about the city and that's yeah, the thing about the Panthers people already had their 100 percent before the Panthers exactly there, yeah. especially like Washington Washington was a huge team uh now the commanders but uh and that's one thing I always got to keep reminding myself is like people our age we're the first generation to grow up with an NFL team in mm-hmm. North Carolina or in the Carolinas but mm-hmm. it's, it's Charlotte um but no it's it's cool I'm excited for today it's gonna be a fun game uh predictions predictions I this isn't me just as a fan. I want them to win, but I genuinely think when it comes between the two teams and like you know just the road that they've been on in the recent games, the Panthers should win. Uh, I want to say twenty-eight to seventeen because I, I think Panthers. Of Panthers course. twenty-eight. You said twenty-eight seventeen. Twenty-eight seventeen because I think they're going to get a takeaway score off of that, and all Sam Donald has to do is just not turn it over. I'm going twenty to thirteen. Okay, Panthers. so a little low scoring. Yep, I just think you know these offenses do struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be cold. Uh, I do like your your take though about a defense coming up with a score or something. Yeah, I can see it. Or, or at least a score coming off yeah. of a defensive takeaway. But I'm going 2013 Panthers, and I think actually this is unimportant. But I think the Steelers get like a garbage time touchdown. I think the Panthers just dominate. Really? Like I think it's like 20 to seven, and then the Steelers scored like two minutes ago or something. I I just my my biggest thing with this team is is and I've said it twenty times this show and I'll keep saying it is just we just can't hurt ourselves we can't shoot ourselves in the foot don't beat ourselves don't beat ourselves DBO where's the paper <laughs> where's the paper don't be, DBO DBO coach you got to listen to three weeks ago if you want to get that joke don't beat ourselves <laughs> he was right he was right all along that was the key to our success is DBO. Matt Rule, I apologize. Never. All right. One more growl. And before we leave. Go Thurs. Go Thurs. <laughs> see, I, I'm a fan who will get on the wagon of literally anything. Anything that changes stuff up, any chance, any names. There are people who genuinely get angry at Thurs. And it's so freaking funny. Like, when I go home. It is like, so stupid. It's the so thirst. stupid, but I will do it. I am all for anything that's different. Give me anything that's different. We could sing... I'm trying to think of just the stupid. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the stupidest song that no other sports team in the history of sports would ever sing, and I'll be happy to sing you that should, after we win, so we don't have to sing it. Singing the because uh, it's fitting and people do it anyways with sporting plays, but you should sing the uh, Titanic song. Hand on. Yeah. No, no, I think it's that's a different song. I will always love you. That's a good song, but it's not the same song. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Titanic song? Oh. Um. No, I can't. That's literally the song. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 because they sound they sound the same but different. Same, same but same, different. Same, same but different. <laughs> Probably because it's by the same person. That's uh, what we should do. No. We should have people vote <laughs> not what, by the same person. We, we, they're not. Celine Dion does the whole soundtrack. I digress. I know more about the Panthers than I do Celine Dion. Shout out Philip Watson. Uh, <laughs> 
Philip Watson was a guy we worked with at WASU, and his number one artist was always Celine Dion. And then his number one song on Spotify when we talked about it on our show was the, <laughs> was the Army, the U.S. Army and U.S. Navy fight song. And he has no idea how it happened. Yeah, My Heart Will Go On oh. is the Celine Dion song. That's and that, that song. No, what is? No, that's I, I Will Always Love You. I Will Always Love You is Whitney Houston. we'll take a quick break (laughs) no but maybe that's what we should do we should have people vote or send us like tweets or something of like what should the panthers victory song be Mm -hmm. so do that hit us up on twitter at mackie gallagher m-a-c-k-i-e and then gallagher if you watch shameless spelled the same way and then ben cole is there an underscore in it yeah probably (laughs) numbers in there too and this guy's a bot (laughs) but um one more thing we got to talk about Panthers winning today, 28-17, according to me. 20-13, to according to Ben, with a garbage time touchdown by the Pittsburgh. But in six minutes, actually five and a half minutes, uh, we have something big going on. Yeah. And that is the World Cup final between Argentina and France. Oh, we, we, we. Mr. Incredible. Um, who do you think's winning, Mackie? So, France beat Argentina in the last World Cup, 4-3. Mm. to three. Uh, both these teams do score a lot, which I'm excited about because I want to see goals. Um, France, defending champs. Although, Argentina, the last five times they've played France in the World Cup or international games, Argentina's won four of the five. The only mm. win France has Was... came in the last World Cup. Mm. I am going 3-2 France. I think it'll be high scoring. I think I think France just... Their defense isn't solid. Their back line isn't great, but uh, they're attacking... Look at me, soccer terms. But uh, they're attacking. This man been playing FIFA. <laughs> midfield and everything is just too good, in my opinion. I think I think they win. I think France takes it. France takes it. See, I I, I want to see Messi get one. Sorry, I, I like. You, it's okay. Like I, I just. All right. I like, and you know me with uh, you know me with soccer or football. Um, I will I, say I don't though, keep up with it, but like, I feel like he's just one of those players that. Why not add it to him? Yeah. yeah, I thought it was funny. I saw a video of fans like chanting his name or singing outside of his like grandmother's yeah. place. And tell me why it looks like she's living in like a th- four hundred foot square right. foot studio. No, I saw. You gotta take care of your grandma. Yeah, but I mean, who, of course, who knows? who knows? That might be what she prefers. But uh, come on, Messi. Come on, Messi. And also, like my one of my favorite sports broadcast, you know, I love great sports broadcasting calls, and one of my favorite calls of all time is just messy, 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 messy. But no, I like I'm not gonna sit here. I don't want to disrespect. I don't want to disrespect soccer fans or the game of soccer by sitting here and trying to pretend that I know what I'm talking about and give actual analysis. I don't want to be that guy. Um, so like my analysis is so I've well, watched some I can, matches. I, well, I can give some analysis. There's going to be a lot of crosses into the box. Uh, a lot of goalies coming out and punching it away. That's going to happen about 40 times throughout the game. And then someone will probably, the Messi will probably fall down in the box. They'll call a penalty. He'll score. That's about the way every game no, goes. I, I am with you. I'm not a fan of like playing for 90 plus, 100 plus minutes. For the game to come down to the PKs. PKs. I am not yeah. a fan of that. But no, I mean, I also... I haven't been watching soccer my whole life, but it's just something to where I feel like you're not showcasing the skills that are on the field. Exactly. Maybe we'll save that rant for another day. We'll I, have a, I have a whole essay type. In this essay, I will. This That's... man got five paragraphs. He got a thesis. He got whatever happened to those essays where we had to do five the paragraphs five instead paragraph of three. Essay? Like, what the heck? So dumb. Have three middles in one Three body and a conclusion. <laughs> and a conclusion. Listen or the conclusion here. is just me literally saying the intro in a different words. Gosh, it's uh, school is a. Uh, 
school was uh, fascinating in terms of just like, what is it? <laughs> what this busy work? Some of it, some of it, some of it comes into play uh, for real. Some of it doesn't. Um, but also, uh, one guy that I've been watching, and when I say watching, it's just me watching. I don't really know what's happening, but I'm trying to keep up. Is Mbappe? Is that? Am I pronouncing that Mbappe, correctly? Mbappe. Yeah. Literally just who Mbappe. Does, and who does he uh, usually play for? Oh, jeez. Um, PSG? PSG. I think he actually plays like for the the France. Team. Oh, nice. Like, like PSG. Let's let's see. I want to. And I know I know right. you're happy that it's not just uh, Croatia and France again. That was a chance that could have happened. You said you just didn't want a rematch of last uh, last World Cup. Also, one more final shout out on the Uptown Sports Crowd to Morocco, the first ever African nation to make it mm-hmm. to the semifinal. An improbable run for that country. So shout out to them. I really, uh, wanted, them I, I really wanted them because, like we said, underdogs, man. Mm-hmm. They deserve to win it. I know France, Argentina. I am just a little bummed. It's like a. Both teams are so good. But, but uh, it is the final. <laughs> it is. It is, yeah. it is uh, this is where the two best teams are supposed <laughs> to be. Man. All right. Well, that pretty much rounds out the Uptown Sports Crowd for today, December 18th on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. We always appreciate you tuning in, spending your time with us, whether it's live on Sunday morning or whether you're driving home from work or driving to school. We appreciate you making the effort to give us a search on your podcast app and tune in, whether it's one minute, whether it's the full 60 minutes. We do appreciate your time and hope you enjoy the show. Ben and I are about to leave the studio. I don't know what Ben's doing. I got to go get me some bojangles and then uh, always my pre-NFL meal. And then we are going going to go tailgate and watch the Panthers take on the Steelers and hopefully the Panthers can get their first of four wins needed to get to the playoffs and even host a home playoff game. We are live every single Sunday, 9 to 10 a.m. on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, 94.7 FM. Look us up on Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. The Uptown Sports crowd. Anything you want to say in the final 20 seconds of the show, Ben Cole? Uh, have a good Sunday. Eat some good food. Um, yeah, watch some football. Good luck to all of your fantasy teams out there, and uh, see you next week. And, oh, and with the final five seconds, can we believe that Christmas is already upon us? Merry Christmas to you and yours from the Uptown Sports Crowd. Goodbye.